This is the Pen Addict Podcast on 5x5, a show where we discuss pens, paper, and the analog tools that we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley, and before I introduce my co-host today, I just want to point something out very quickly. So, said co-host, I cannot say his name yet because I have not introduced him, was on uh, the Anderson Pens podcast this week. We'll talk about that in a minute. But right at the very sh- very start, Brian Anderson listed like six incredible names like of the how I introduce the pen addict names for my co-host. He just did them in a line. Now, I can't be beaten. I will not allow it. So buckle up, everyone, and can only take a, take a pen because this is going to take a moment. My name is Mike Hurley, and I would like to introduce the marker maverick of Macon, the pharaoh of pen theft, the prince of Pelican, the ombudsman of Office Depot, the pauper of Pentel, the sultan of office supplies, the nobleman of notebooks, and the ranger of Rhodia, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Thank you, thank you. Now, see, that was, right, that's eight names. I just basically saved myself eight weeks of work, but I will not be beaten. That's right. Challenge accepted and handled uh, handled well, Mike. You did an Thank excellent you. job there. Thank you very I much. I like the uh, um, ombudsman of office supplies. That was my that's, favorite. I think, actually, I think that was my favorite one. You you uh you you handled that challenge well there, and uh, uh, I, I think you I think you took the title. Thank you very much. Well, you know, <laughs> it is it was my it was my belt in the first place. So cannot cannot let it be taken from me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So Defending, and Anderson, and how are you, changing. buddy? You sound a bit. Uh, you sound a bit clogged up today. Yeah, so I've got I've got the plague or the SARS or something. Just a I've just got a bad head cold, and it's just it's just it. If anyone watched the Anderson Penn's video from last night, and you saw I, I had a little cough uh, started, and it's uh it's ramped up quite considerably since then. So uh, if you catch me, uh, if I don't catch my mute button in uh, in time today, I apologize. But yeah, feel, feeling a little under the weather, but um, I was uh, excited to get this show going today. So we got a lot of a lot of cool topics to talk about. So we're t- look, talking about, so I mentioned here that we got the Anderson Pens podcast, which you were on, and I've listened to about uh, 25 minutes of the show because it's 100 minutes long, yeah. which is awesome. <laughs> so uh th- one thing for anybody that doesn't know, I mean, people know uh, the Andersons, right? If they listen to the show, uh, we I'd spoke about the them. Most part. Yeah, we spoke about them a couple of weeks ago. That you know they're about to, to open their own pen store, and they're yep. a husband and wife, right? Yes, as husband and wife team. I found it kind of amusing because I assumed that they were in different rooms of their house to record <laughs> the show, which kind of made me smile. If mm-hmm. that's the case. Um, and they, they had you on and uh, you were talking about the show and you said very nice things about me and the show, which is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And up to where I am at the moment, you've basically just shown off the uh, the, the knock cases in, in yes. video form, which is kind of cool for people that haven't. Well, nobody's really seen them in the way that you showed them, I think. So that was nice. Actually, now that you say that, there's a couple models um, that we've you know, finished that are completely manufactured that I don't think I've, I've shown other than like the static photos. There were some, yeah. some, some of the static photos on the um, Kickstarter, but yeah, I showed up, showed some of the cases that were ready, some of the production cases that are ready to ship. So yeah, y'all check that out if y'all want a sneak, sneak preview of the uh, cases. But like in use as well, what was the name of the one where, where it folds out in the middle? That, like the roll that rolls out? Yeah. The Brass Town. Yeah, so you even show like the unfurling of the brass town 
Yeah, yeah. And I, that was one I had loaded up, and it looks really cool. And um, that was the Midnight and Foliage color, which I don't think a lot of people have seen, but I think was probably the most popular color across all of the – like we had three primary colors, colorways, you know, the, the Mandarin orange and mango interior and then the steel – exterior and blue jay interior then a midnight exterior and a foliage interior and i think when i totaled it all up i think the midnight the dark navy with the foliage which is kind of like the greenish gray interior i think that was the single most popular colorway across all the products which uh, i found interesting it was pretty cool and then there were only two people that bought the orange ones which was me and you <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah they that was the pen addict podcast special just to yep. do them we got a orange. we got a lot a lot of orange not all orange orders it, it was it was pretty close i'll have to, it'll be interesting to uh break down the percentage i'll have to do that since i it's all sorted out real nicely i can break down the percentage of uh color choices that'd be pretty cool you should just take a look at mine you should just pull mine out and have a read of it if you haven't already i don't know if you <laughs> take no, a second to no, look over yet. my survey <laughs> not yet, not yet. We hadn't we hadn't shipped anything yet. Um, we're probably a week and a half, no more than two weeks away from starting to ship the early birds. Wow, really? Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't think it might be late next week where I can get the early birds out. If not, it'll be the following week. So um, I announced Just... that on the Anderson, Anderson Pins podcast last night. So in case y'all didn't catch that, that we're going to get these early birds going. Is that going to be just domestic or international as well? No, it'll be in, it'll be international. Whoever ordered an early bird, we had December ship dates on those, so those will be shipping soon. Wow! Could you? Yeah. Get in, yeah. Get yeah. In there. Yep. So anyway, check out that the Anderson Pins podcast. Um, it's a it's a video. It's a, actually a vidcast, if you will. Um, the link never, will be in the show notes. Never it's say a, that again, Howdy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll never forgive you for that. <laughs> Wow! So yeah, okay, I know, I've, I know. I've pushed uh, I've pushed a button there, folks. So I'll mark that one down for future use. It's just a podcast. <laughs> it's just a podcast. Maybe, yes, and they call it a podcast. Video. So good. Um, yeah, check that out. It's yeah, like Mike said, it's it's a good hour and 40, 45 minutes long. So mm-hmm. uh, set, set aside some time, and uh, you can see my ugly mug on the screen. And we talk about a lot, you know, about how the pen addict got started, and. Uh, just my pen addiction and how the blog got started in the podcast and then on to, into knock. And then we just talk about general pens in general. And, uh, it was a great time. We could have talked for probably another 30 minutes easily. Um, but at some point we had to cut it off. Indeed. Yep. Yep. But it was good. It was f- good fun. And I'm glad I didn't have the plague too bad um, when I was recording that. Just keep it for this show. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a few other updates, um, that I wanted to talk about that, um, some previous a previous Kickstarter project we talked about called the Polar Pen. You remember this one, Mike, the one with the mag- the magnets pins mm-hmm. that you kind of build. Mm-hmm. Um, that did like eight hundred and something thousand dollars, I think. Yeah, eight hundred thousand so Canadian dollars. But my yeah. understanding is that yeah. that exchange rate is pretty similar, right? These days. Yeah, that? yeah, it's it's pretty close to one to one. So right. it's it's right around even money um, for uh, exchange in the U.S. dollars. So we talked about how. The first time we saw it, we the first thing that came to my mind was the Buckyballs fiasco that happened in the U.S. and I guess around the world, but they were a U.S. manufacturer, um, which are the magnets that got pulled off the market because they were unsafe for children. So I brought that up, and you know, a few weeks later, I think I don't know if it was before the campaign ended or not that like can this this uh, gentleman's based out of Canada and the Canadian Health Department said that you know they're investigating this to see if they're going to allow this to be sold to Canadians. 
And so their investigation uh, came through. Looks like uh, my friend um, oh, on Twitter, I'm blanking, uh, Greg. Greg is a Canadian, and he, he keeps sending me the articles that post in um, the different Canadian websites that I'm not checking. So on CBC News, they actually came down with a decision, and Health Canada has put a cease and desist out on uh, this gentleman, Andrew, that is the maker of the polar pen. And what that means is they are not even going to allow him to manufacture these pens in the country. So this is where, uh, oh yeah, in the country, yeah, carry on, sorry, that's not what I was going to say, carry on. Yes, yeah, so so Andrew, you know, at the end of the project, he, reading this article, he took um, an advance of like $100,000 from the project to start building out, I guess, the manufacturing and operations and warehouse and shipping to make these pens. And they're basically kicking him out of Canada. He's going to have to relocate to the U.S., to fulfill and manufacture this product, which is just pretty crazy. It's a real, it's a real interesting follow. Um, if you want to, you know, follow along the Kickstarter um, project to see what's happening with it, because it's, it's. I mean, like the Canadian backers, I don't know if they're going to be able to get their pins. Andrew's not going to be able to make them in Canada. I don't know if he'll be able to sell them to Canadians. Um, at all, like if they ship from the U.S. to Canada, I don't know if that's allowed or or what. But it's basically, it's basically a cluster. I mean, it's it's not pretty. Um, I, I feel bad for the guy, um, but you, I don't know. That thought was always in the back of my head that this might be coming. I, I would imagine it was in the back of his head too. If he's coming out with a product like this and seeing what happened with similar products on the market, you, you would think. There would be, you know, some percentage chance in the back of your head that this might happen, but I'm not sure if that's the case or not. My only thought is that he must not have known of buckyballs because you, I feel like you would check. Yeah, I feel like at some point, when you, at least when you started to make some serious money and get attention, that you might check. So this is where I, where the confu- where I'm a little bit confused. So in the we'll put all the both of these links in the show notes, which you can find at five by five tv slash penaddict slash eighty two. The update to the Kickstarter page on November 15th talks through this a little bit. doesn't go into the fact that there's like a fine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mentions that um, he's going to... I don't think... Let me correct you real quick. I don't think there's a fine. I think that's just money he's spent already. Sorry. That, that's yeah. basically down the drain because he's going to have to rebuild his manufacturing facility. Right. Hoping relocate. That, relocate, I should say. You know, I hope that he has, he has enough profit in there at least. Yeah, that, that it works out for him. I really do. Um, like in the end, I mean, he's, he's going to be out of pocket for a while for sure. Um, but yeah, so the, the sorry, the, the, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really mention that in in the post on on the update page. Um, and what it mentions here is that Canadian backers they're not sure if they're going to have to issue refunds or whatever. Um, but the product will still be made. But in the article. It states that Gardner says he'll likely have to refund the about $1 million total earned through Kickstarter. So there's two points. Now, that was published four days later. So my thinking is either the CBC, the, mm-hmm. is that Canadian Business News or Broadcasting uh, Corporation? Yeah. Probably like BBC. Canadian right? broad, it's probably yeah. broadcasting, yeah. Um, they've either got that wrong. And that he's saying you just have to refund the Canadian backers, of which, of course, there'll only be a portion. 
or the product project's not going ahead and he hasn't updated any further. It's difficult yeah, he... for me to see. But I get I, I would assume that, that the CBC has misread the situation and that he might just have to refund the Canadian. Yeah, well, I think he's trying to circumvent that by moving the facilities to the US so he wouldn't have to refund the f- entire <laughs> full Kickstarter to everybody, right? I think he's going to move it to the US and then get it made there and, and fulfill as many orders as he can legally. Um, it's kind of how I read between the lines on what's happening. But I, I did see in the comments section, he chimed in and he's going to have a big update tomorrow, he said. Uh, so well, I'll check it out and, and see what he says then and see if anything's been made. He said, because he's the way he's, he's alluded to, progress has been made, like moving to the US um, to get the manufacturing done. So we'll see. It's, it's interesting to watch for people who are fans of Kickstarters. And this just happened to be a pin project. So it caught my eye. And um, it, it's it's interesting all the things you can get involved in um, with all these Kickstarter projects. There's lots of uh, lots of interesting interesting things going on in Kickstarter land these days. Huh, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So, um, Cold Horizon, Mike. Field notes. Cold Horizon. Oh baby. Yeah. Did Woo! you get them yet? Uh, no. no. Okay. I As is standard, I will probably have them by next week. Okay, I checked my mail before the podcast, um, and I still haven't gotten mine yet. Um, these look pretty cool. I I think this is going to be a case where I think it's going to look even better in person than it does in the pictures. I don't know that the pictures look good, and they show what they try to accomplish. It's like a, a gradient across the three notebooks that come in a three pack. Of it's like a blue gradient fades into like a lighter blue. Um, looks beautiful. It's a high gloss cover. Um, and then the insides ha- each have it's a gray graph, I believe, and then each paper for each book has a slightly different shade, um, like a like a barely a light green and a barely a light yellow, I think. And I'm not looking at the page. Yeah, light so green, uh, light green, <coughs> light blue, and a cool gray of a cool light gray, gray graph grid. So I'm, I'm anxious to see these papers in person and the covers in person. Um, I haven't gotten them yet. I know some people have already started getting theirs, and uh, they seem to be pretty happy with them. I think it's been pretty well received so far. Um, you know, it's not a uh, – I don't think it's a knock-your-socks-off edition, you know, like I felt Loggers or Night Sky was. But um, I think this is a pretty pretty solid edition here, and I, I really want to get it in my hands to um, to get a look at these covers and see how they're going to hold up and um, what kind of durability they have. So what do you think about these? I opened the email and I was blown away. Nice. I, I, I basically opened the email and I went, oh my God. I just think they look stunning, personally. And also, I maybe even more than how good I think they look, I, I have so much respect, I think is probably the word, for this decision, that this art decision, like that idea and decision to me, like just blew me away, to just think... Because you can tell this is, this feels like a Kudal edition, because he's yeah. a graphic designer. Yeah, yeah totally. Right? So it feels like like this is the idea for me is taking three notebooks and putting a single gradient across them. I just think that is such a ballsy and, and just really cool move. I I think they look fantastic, and the uh, the glossy cover I'm really excited about because I have loved the uh, the the sort of soft sort of cover that's been on mm-hmm. the on the uh drink locals which yeah. i'm just about to finish another drink local actually 
Nice. So I'm about to, as we speak, I am going to be grabbing a one of the, uh, what are the new ones called? The black ones? Um, I'm having a look now. Pitch black. Pitch black. I'm going to use my yeah. first pitch black. Sorry, I was on mute there. Yeah, I knew <clears> you were, yeah. <laughs> yes, pitch black. I, I did get a three-pack in. Um, I haven't I haven't opened them up to try them out yet. I think that actually might be the next one I use. Um, I don't know, depending on when these come in, I'm almost done with um, a, a loggers edition, a few pages left. And uh, yeah. I'm either going to try the pitch black out just to see how the you know the dot grid is and how the paper is or give one of these a shot. Because I, I, like, I almost like the insides more than the outsides of the cold horizon, and I like the outsides a lot. So I'm interested to see the different color paper because you know, I like the different papers and different grid lines. So that's kind of a thing of mine. Indeedy. I need to remember Indeedy. to scan that, that field. <coughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Do it maybe did, you see, did you see uh, your friend your friend and uh, probably your flatmate, Johnny Ive? <coughs> right? I've wished. Yeah. Sir, I, yep. and, and by the way, it's Sir Johnny. Oh, Sir, Sir Johnny. Sir Johnny. Um, he's not your flatmate? I wish he was. I thought all you Brits lived together. That's not how it works. Okay. Not in this instance. Only because he lives in California. I know. I know. Otherwise, whenever he's here, we, we, we bunk together. Yeah. <laughs> so we mentioned this in passing when it first cropped up. There was a, um, the, I guess it's the, the charity's called Red. It's been around, it's, you know, I guess it's Bono. I don't Bono's. know. If it's yeah, it's Bono's, Bono's primary deal. charity. Yeah. It's, it's been around for at least a decade, I bet. Um, oh, for sure. Know, I remember the old iPods with the circle, you know, with the circle uh, uh -huh. touch that had the black ones with the red in there. So Bono's been having this red, um, red charity for a long, long time. So they did a South Sotheby's auction. auction. So Sotheby's. 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 I'll, I'll blame the the cold on that. Yeah, it was uh, basically where Johnny Ive and Mark <laughs> Newson. Mark Mark Newson's a designer, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they got together and curated. A bunch of items. Some were new items that they designed together. Some were things that they handpicked, um, and they basically put the red treatment on them. Yes, in some form. And they and they just made one of each. So there's just there's not multiples of these out there. And I mean, it's everything from old, um, you know, old. Is it Lisa? Lisa cameras. Uh, Lisa. I, I thought Cameron's it was Leica. Leica. I, I don't know the connection. Well, that that's not an old Leica camera. That right. like no, camera. they remodeled. They remade a new one after the old style. So yeah, well, actually, Leica still make their cameras that look like that. Okay, like that's how Leica cameras look. That they, yes, they they look old fashioned, right? But they actually still make digital cameras that look like that. Yeah, but, but they um, they they redified, yeah, if you will one camera and put that up for auction and they did that for all kinds of different items including the new mac pro which you know a lot of tech bloggers were talking about it's this stunning red um canister Basically, for lack of a better term there is 43 items would you like me to list them very quickly i can do that if you want <laughs> no but I, I saw the i saw the range rover i know right there's a stormtrooper helmet yep um a cosmonaut space uh, suit. <laughs> um, let's let's tell them about the important one. What's the one that we care about? The Red Mac Pro. No, <laughs> that's your that's your other that's your other shows. <laughs> so they uh, basically took a Lamy pen set, which includes a Lamy 2000 fountain pen, 
I assume a Lamy, and then so a Lamy 2000 ballpoint pen, Lamy 2000 mechanical pen, rollable and multicolor ballpoint with a total of four colors. So they took the whole Lamy 2000 line and turned it into this absolutely stunning red version. So it's it's a beautiful red with um, stain aluminum. It's red and silver, basically, except the fountain pen has a 14-karat gold nib coated Mm -hmm. with platinum, but they also on that one have a gold sort of accent that goes around the middle. Yeah, that's actually the ink window. That's the ink window. Yep. Nice. Yep, which you can't see on a lot of like standard black Lamy 2000 um, pictures because it's integrated so well. And when the ink's in there, you can't totally see it. But in the right light, you can see it. So that's actually the ink window. Man. Y'all got to – I know we mentioned it before and we linked it before, but y'all got to go check this out. And we so have, the, I don't the reason why we're have, bringing it up – I don't think we have spoken about this before. Because, I, I mentioned it on one episode just in passing. Oh, uh, because this is the first time I've seen it. Okay, well, maybe I mentioned it on Twitter then. Yeah. I think that's what I did. I mentioned it on Twitter. So when it when it came out, I mentioned it on Twitter, but now that the auction's ended, um, I'm assuming you looked at the price that it sold for? There was an estimate of somewhere between ten to 15,000 15, US dollars. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell them how much it sold for? $31,250. Basically, every single item in this went extremely over the asking price. Like, for example, they made a desk, right? Mm-hmm. Out of aluminium. Just a desk. With an estimate of between three hundred and five hundred thousand dollars and $500,000. Sold for $1.685 million. $1.6 million. Blew out every estimate yep. on every product, which is pretty amazing. The, uh, um, the piano that they did. Somewhere between one hundred fifty and two hundred thousand dollars, one point nine million. Yep. Like this was basically you could go to any item, and like the Leica camera that you mentioned, one point eight million. Wow. Dave just blew it away because probably what they did was look. This is this is Johnny Ive and mm-hmm. Mark Newsom, right? That anything that they did was going to be incredible, but they obviously know. Uh, they know people, right? Yep. Like so, yep. they're just like oh, the Mac Pro. Yeah. Nine hundred. Yeah. Nine hundred seventy-seven thousand dollars. Incredible. I think that was that was probably the most shocking one of all. The yeah. price that it went for uh, in relation to the estimate. So I wonder who. I wonder if that's a. I wonder. I wonder if that was um, an Apple insider there that um, that ponied up, and you might see that in like a Steve Jobs museum or something. Yeah. Do you know uh, Michael Armand put a bid in? Oh really? Mm. Yeah, he put, interesting. He put I knew he was watching it when it um when it started. So. That was the impression that I got from, from yeah. Twitter. Was that he, did, he did put a bid in, but he said yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, that not amount. at that level. That's, that's, <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, you know, he might be able to afford it, but he wasn't. Gonna <laughs> that's, do true. It. that's true. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was interesting. That um, just for the the Lamy two thousand, you're never going to see anything you know like this again, and oh. um, it's a one of a kind Such item. A shame. It, it's. It's worth clicking a link to go see this because it it's they pulled it off in a stunning fashion. This design, it looks great. I would pay good money for that pen. Yep. Oh, I would too. I would. I would pay real good money for that pen. So it's um. Poor it's us. Sexy, huh? Clearly, we need to we need to do more sponsors so we can we can 
pay like $200,000 for a red That's true. That's true. Once you get on that and um, I'm going to go, I'm going to clear my brain for a second. Yeah, you do that. And I'm going to take the first step towards me and Brad uh, buying our own red llamas. And that's by thanking Squarespace for their support of this episode. They are the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO11. One of the things that we love about Squarespace is they're always doing great stuff to make sure that their platform stays up to date and always includes new features, new designs, and even better support. They have absolutely fantastic design templates for you to start with with all the style options you need to create a unique website for you or your business. Squarespace is really easy to use, but they have a 24-hour, 7-day-a-week Squarespace support team. They are award-winning, and they have over 70 dedicated employees that are there to help you out with anything that you need. Every Squarespace site automatically includes a unique mobile experience that matches the overall style of your website, so your content's going to look great on every device, every time they're really design focused they care about design so much all of their templates are so clean and they've also made sure that the back end is really awesome too they've made not only is everything really easy to drag and drop around but just things like the you know how you post your site and add new pages it's all really easy to understand and it just works the way that you would want it to they even have recently added their e-commerce platform as we've mentioned before so if you want to set up a shop and sell things you can do so in just minutes squarespace plans start at just eight dollars a month and they include a free domain name if you sign up for a year and i want you to go and sign up for a trial so you can give it a go yourself so go start a trial with no credit card required you don't need to enter a card at all and you can start building your own website today and then when you decide to sign up for a squarespace plan make sure that you use the offer code tallyho11 that's t-a-l-l-y-h-h-o-1-1 that's going to get you 10 percent of your first purchase and show your support for the pen addict and all of five by five thanks so much to squarespace they give you everything that you need to create an exceptional website so we got a new pin out on uh, Kickstarter that a bunch of people have sent me, and it's not a pin in the traditional sense, but I, th- I think, Mike, you're all over this one. It's called the Circuit Scribe. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this? Did you check this out? I went and took a look at the video. And it's pretty crazy. It's amazing. Yeah, what people come up with is is pretty pretty awesome. It's It's basically take your standard big stick ballpoint shaped pen and what they've done is they filled it with a conductive silver ink so this ink allows the circuit or the um, I guess the electricity to run across whatever design you lay down on the paper and you know if you add um, you know your additional electronic parts like you know different batteries or different switches or lights you can do all these crazy things with this uh with this conductive ink and um it's pretty fascinating you know i never you know i never got into you know like when you're a kid you've got those those electronics kits where you can build all these things and i never really did that but that's what this looks like it reminds me of and um it's blown out it's um kickstarter funding you know real quick i don't know if it was a 45 day project but it's got 35 days left and it's already at 332,000. Yeah. This is the it's sort pretty of project amazing. this is the sort of project that deserves that sort of money this That's is exactly incredible. Right. Like this is the sort of thing they mention it in the video, and usually you like you know people scoff at it. But this could this could transform science lessons in schools. This yeah, 
like because basically like they show a picture of somebody drawing a circuit in a in a workbook and i remember doing those right so you draw out a circuit and you draw out a little switch and complete the circuit but why don't you actually complete the circuit like actually complete it by drawing it like that so like brad said and i don't know how clear it comes across but it's a pen that has a special ink in it so when you you can draw on a piece of paper and if you add um, a battery to so like you would draw maybe two lines and then you would place the bat like a little battery module that they give which has got a little conductive pad underneath obviously when you lay that on to the circuit it, the the electronic sorry the ink becomes conductive the, mm-hmm. so it ha- then has power throwing throwing flowing through it so they can do things like light up little lights and and they've they uh, they even have a I think they've got a yeah you can you can also use an Arduino with it, which is like a little programming module, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. can have it do all sorts of awesome stuff. And they're making their own little components as well. The the, the company um, they're called Electronics, um, and they're making uh, LEDs, photosensor, sound buzzer, loads of stuff. So it and it all works with what they've made, and it just looks fantastic. Watch the video, and it will make instant sense to you what they're trying to do. But this is really really cool like really cool I, I mean i would buy it if i had any use for it i don't right but yeah exactly and if actually my kids were a little bit older i would probably do yeah, it because exactly. that's what it's perfect for it's perfect for teaching and learning and classroom experience i mean to be able to have the kids you know just physically do this it i think the understanding of what they're trying to accomplish would just come so much quicker i that's exactly what i was about to say like if i was if i was in science class learning this I would pick it up in the afternoon as opposed to weeks. I would totally understand what an electric circuit was and the conductivity of it and stuff. It would just make instant sense to me. You would just get it. And and I think that that is incredible. So yeah, definitely check out this project if that's something you're interested in. The only question I had, and I just found the answer in the fact, and this is coming from the the pen point of view, not the uh, the electronic engineering point of view, is what happens when the pen runs out of ink? or out of the conductive ink and how long does it last? And so the, in the fact there's a, are there refills? And the answer is not right now. We're looking into producing a circuit scribe pro, which would be a metal pen with refillable cartridges. So yeah, I, I saw how, this as a, as a, re- you replace the pen type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you just buy a new pen. It's so basically it's not refillable yet. Deal. It says it'll get about, uh, it goes from 60 to 80 meters. So 196 to 260 feet worth of lines with one circuit scribe. Right. So, That's good. And so what's what's one pen cost? It was 20 something dollars. 20 20 dollars, yeah. Yeah, so so not refillable, but you know, for $20, you know, it's it's worth checking out and um this is this is this is the kind of stuff you like to see on on Kickstarter. It's it's, have, it's really cool. They have bundles as well. You can get 5 pens for $90 or 10 pens for 175. There you go. So you okay. Can save that some makes money. sense as well they have that classroom kits $200 you get an activity book and 10 basic kits and the basic kit is like um, LED boards and pens and loads of other cool stuff and this is cool. great it, it's good it's it's um, it's an eye-opener type of thing this is exactly what you want to see on Kickstarter you know these type of pro- these type of projects you know when you see something on Kickstarter and you're like damn I could have done that I could have done that <laughs> This is not one of those things. I couldn't have. Do you know? And that's why I think it's so amazing. I could never have even imagined this. And that's why I think it's so cool. 
Yeah, like you could totally make a pen case. Like any joker could make a pen case. I don't yeah. know why people put I pen made, case projects I out made on Kickstarter. Like fourteen pen cases before breakfast this morning. I've just not yeah. bothered to put them on Kickstarter. Yet. Yeah, I mean, man up and get some engineering and um and and make a real project next time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, boss. <laughs> Speaking of real projects, this is a this is a Mike Hurley oh mama moment. Oh, I, oh, I, I have known about this for a little while. Yeah, we've known about this for a while, and now it's finally becoming public. <sighs> oh, mama! Mm-hmm. So the Keras Custom Inc. If you have not heard of this, or not seen it, or not followed Keras Customs, it's just kind of—I won't say it's leaking out. It's out public now, but yeah, it's leaking not out. Totally, is, is the wrong? Is the wrong? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not—they're not hammering it yet. I mean, I mean, if it's, it's a not, fountain pen, you don't want to say it's leaking out. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> but they're not hammering the promotion for it yet, but they've started to put out images. Keras Customs, um, you know, the maker of the, the Render K, the Retract, the Bolt, Machine Pens is coming out with a fountain pen. Oh, mama. It looks so good, man. And they chose the orange just like they knew it was. we were going to see it. I'm very, very excited for this. I have not tried one. I, I haven't Neither put have I. one in my hands. Um but the shape of the pen is exactly what I would like to see, you know, as far as the design goes. This is the kind of design I like. Um, it looks it looks beautiful. Um, Dan and the gang at Keras Customs, I think, have a, have a winner on their hands here. So we'll see. They haven't launched yet. Um, I don't know when they're going to launch. But when they do, we'll get Dan on the show. I actually texted him right before the show because we were looking at the pictures here. Um, and we'll get Dan on the show to talk about how this came to be. And I'm really pleased with the design of the pen. So I, I think more, more will be coming out soon. Um, I you think- know, as far as specifications and pricing and, and all that stuff. But y'all, if, if you're a fountain pen fan at all, you need to check this out. It looks great. Saying about how it came to be, I think that me and you should take, you know, some of the, blame in the good way I, th- I feel like we've both bothered dan enough to make a fountain pen <laughs> yeah it's always been in the, it's always been in the back of his head and we've always told him that you know we wanted a fountain pen if he could pull it off and i, I think he pulled it off in spades i mean God, you know this so looks good. this this might be my favorite thing that they've done so far and I, I don't i haven't even used it yet so um i'm looking forward to getting able to to try one of these out um getting a feel for it see how it works and um i am very very pleased with the design aspect of it. Um, it. It looks really cool. It looks exactly, you know, what a pen like this should look like. And um, they did a good job of putting their Keras Customs touch on it. You know, it doesn't look like any other pen out there on the market. And uh, I think it's I think it's going to kill. I mean, I think it's going to do extraordinarily well. Mm-hmm. So, no doubt. But there, yeah. buddy, no doubt there. Yep, that's one of those ones where I'll, I'll definitely be... Uh, be in early to get to get the get if they do an early bird or early backer special i'm gonna have to like set an alarm for that and be all over it so it's real good um one bit of follow-up we had mike Mm. um one of our listeners sent me a comment the other day i always try to post um you know, even though our episodes, you know, pop up on the five by five, five feed and show up in everyone's, you know, if they subscribe to iTunes or any podcast or it comes up automatically subscribed. I always try to post it on my blog too, 
just one, to make people aware if they haven't seen it before, and two, to allow people to leave additional comments. You know, sometimes that's a good place for people to leave comments on on an episode. And we just got one yesterday, and I thought it was a great question, and I wanted to follow up with you, and it's from Flounder, um, which is uh, his fraternity, his pledge nickname, apparently. Um, he said, I forgot to ask about this when I first listened to episode 75, but how's Mike getting on with his Parker Vacumatic? If it's not picking up much ink, even after giving the plunger a load of strokes, the breather tube might be loose or blocked. The diaphragm might be something to look at, too, giving the excessive nib creep mention. So what's uh, what's your vacuumatic status? Have you been using it? How's it working for you? Any issues? So when I first mentioned that it wasn't, it didn't feel like there was much ink, it's total user error. I didn't know how to fill it. Okay. I thought that you just plunged it once. Ah. But then I when I went... And then, like, not too long after that, um, I think after it... Because basically, I, I filled it up again, like, last week. Mm-hmm. But in between then and now, I'd been to the Edison page where you were speaking about the fact... We'd spoken about it, not, like, a little bit before. Um, and I'd been to that page, and it has an animated GIF of the the, the filling system. Yeah, the, min, so, the, Menlo, the Menlo pump filler is a similar filling system. Yeah, that's it, because it's it's based on that sort of idea, right? Of the plunge, right? Right. And uh, I saw that basically you have to like plunge it a few times. I didn't know that. Yep. Yep. Um, it's a good, you know, three or four times, um, and uh, so everything's everything's working well for you, right? Yeah, it's it's absolutely fine now. It's absolutely cool. fine. Cool. It was it was just simply I hadn't I wasn't really familiar with that with that. Uh, system so um i kind yep. of kind of screwed it up a little bit <laughs> cool well um you know i think uh we we kept this show short purposely today because i'm not feeling so hot but i i think we covered a lot of good topics it was like uh it was like the pinatic uh news of the day episode i kind of like it sometimes <laughs> you know to to kind of catch up on some topics we've mentioned in passing yeah. and, and things like that i did have one more one more quick thing and um not that anyone out there cares but me but uh my uh, my nibmeister of choice, Mike Masuyama. I got the email yesterday that he is his move is complete. He's back at work and he's taking uh, taking orders at this time. So uh, I'm gonna um, I I ordered some pens. I ordered a pen recently. A, a pilot. Um, I'll have to send you a link to it. I, I didn't prepare it for the show, but it's a um, it's a pilot custom heritage 92. I believe is the name, and uh, it's a translucent blue barrel piston filler. And I ordered a bold nib just so I could have Mike Masuyama transform it into like a blue, um, I mean, a blue, <laughs> into a small stub nib, like a micro stub nib, like a really fine stub nib. So I bought this pen. I'm not even going to ink it up and I'm going to send it over to Mike to get it to work on. So that's the, that's the extent of my, um, of my passion right now and my obsessiveness over these pens. I'm ordering pens to not even use before I send them off to get worked on. I feel like I need to do something like that. Well, you know, it's funny. We talked about it on the Anderson Pins podcast last night, and they were talking about how I like to do that. And the question arose, like, do you, are you afraid that people are just going to do that that, that that don't need to? And I wasn't, you know, I said I wasn't afraid that they were going to do it. But, you know, you don't want to do it. Not every pen you buy actually needs work done it's only if you want a modification of your own done to it right it's something personal to you 
that you might want to modify. Um, you know, not because your pen's writing bad. I don't want people to think that I'm that I get a pen and I send it off to Masayama because it writes every pen I buy writes bad and I want to get it smoothed out. That's not the case at all. I think over all the fountain pens that I bought, I've had one that I felt didn't write real well, and that's the Lamy 2000, and he fixed that for me. Every other pen I've bought, you know, like a Twisby, a Pelican, a Sailor, whatever, they all work great out of the box. You just you just really want to work with a Nib Meister if. There's something particular that you want in a nib, like an extra, 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 extra fine nib, <laughs> or <laughs> or a super or a super fine cursive italic, or something special. So don't think that you have to do things like this to have a good fountain pen experience because you don't. Um, it's it's a personal thing that you know if you want to do a change that's going to suit your writing style better. That's when you want to start looking into the services of a, of a nibmeister like Mike. So. I just wanted to throw that out there. All right. So I think that's about it for today's show. Brad, I appreciate you being here today, even though you're you're clearly feeling under the weather. So thank you for that. Yeah, I appreciate it. And you uh, you kindly offered to uh, postpone us a couple of days, but um, this this worked out okay. And uh, I, I plunged through, and uh, now we'll go. We'll so see if I can go get some uh, get some meds in me. That'd probably be a good <laughs> idea. If you want to catch up with Brad, because he'll probably be tweeting some sort of hallucin like hallucinogenic type tweets later on today. <laughs> yeah, pay attention tonight. Ooh. You want to do that? So that's gonna be over at Twitter. He is at Dowdyism. D O W D Y I S M. I am I Mike. I M Y K E. And of course, go check out Brad elsewhere on the internet at penaddict.com and knockco.com. So that is about it for today's episode of the show. Uh, Thank you so much. If you want to find the links to anything discussed today, go to 5x5.tv slash penaddict slash 82. And uh, we will be back next week for another episode of The Pen Addict. I think we're going to record a little bit later next week. We'll be releasing the episode next Thursday, just so you know, because I know there are a bunch of you that like to get the show as soon as you can, but we're recording on Thursday next week. So a little bit longer wait than usual, but I promise you it will be worthwhile. So thanks so much for listening. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.